It is the morning of the 8th of August 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. I am Point Blank Yvombi. Thank you for joining me this morning. I had a couple of episodes out, I think, the last two days and it took a while for any lessons to happen and I think it maybe because i was concentrating on it so much i didn't notice that maybe by being away from it i'd have the numbers move up but then i gave it to my new addiction i'd rather check the numbers i have on the podcast and check how many likes i got on instagram i mean even the posts as far as uh when the episodes come out i haven't been posting those on instagram so much but more on my facebook page because i think it's time for me to try diversify to what extent I engage uh, the, the different platforms that I've had in the initial stages because I, as as odd as it may sound, I'm trying to appeal to the true. And when I say the true, I mean the guys who have seen the journey that I hinted at yesterday when I said I found an old account that was the Point Blank Movie Facebook account, and to be able to go back to that and have it tie into the new journeys I'm taking currently, it was very very important for me. Um, no sleep was had yet again i mean the closest thing to sleep i had was when i was watching uh, one documentary after having my dinner i had a nap and maybe that nap is what threw everything out of whack but after that i did my typical chamomile tea and everything uh and the waking up at 1 48 in the morning and i only know that because i actually just said to just look at the clock and just know what time it is and this one was different unlike most other ones where you're just lying there and nothing's happening in your head this one was tremendously inspired and it has informed damn near four things that i i I was not even expecting to draw towards in any way shape or form thing number one it helped me navigate the actual idea that i'm about to talk about on this podcast thing number two it informed one of the concept books i had and how i hope to introduce that book and release that book i even have the perfect artistic uh, mood board to actually follow and maybe the story arc to follow as a template and that that makes two three it informed another book which thematically would be better served by the ideas that are coming out in regards to that and the thing number four it's it did have moments where no i'm not asleep but i'm on zero nothing happening as far as there's utter silence but i'm good as in for a person who's been sleep deprived for a few minutes this was the first night where i didn't mind it i was glad about it because i feel it was a creative fever that needed to be allowed to run all the way through I did wake up and make some more chamomile tea to try or help the situation and I felt a little like sleepy so I, I went back into bed but the mind was really really on this one and the tangent it took is really really perfect. M- you, you be the judge based upon uh, how this particular which was phase one uh, is concerned. I Yesterday when I was after I finished recording my podcast and putting it up I was going through some of the different forms of research as far as the cookies, cookies that show up on my on my YouTube or the feed born from the cookies on google that lead to youtube giving me certain topics to potentially watch and since i watched a lot of uh either either podcasts v- uh, video blogs or um how do i put it uh, another thing i really watch whenever i come online is uh crash course type uh, educational hacks where they break down a topic for you in five minutes or less or they break down an individual in history for five minutes or less and 
I, it was because I was trying to think back to a certain film that was mentioned in another podcast. Sorry, not in a podcast, in another video blog, where they talked about how the villainy of Thanos was really, really well executed. And that villainy was kind of born from a character from a, a movie called Apocalypse Now. And when I was thinking back to that film, uh, I decided, okay, let me probably find uh, the film. And I did. I got to. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly watching it over lunch hour in the office and a lot has been happening in the office and actually it's gonna be come tied back to this podcast but just bear with me as I go through it now so after that there was another clip that was was present on my timeline of potential things that I would like to watch and it was Faust and Faust is a story that's written by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe and I think that's the proper way to say Goethe Institute. We've been saying Goethe forever, and now I'm finding out it's supposed to be Goethe Institute. And he was like a patron of the arts, a, a, po- a, a, a writer, a, a playwright, and uh, all in all, the guy lived his best life as far as he was concerned. Like he never really put himself down into one relationship, but even in the different ways he carried himself, he figured he could get into making things happen by being a part of uh, the legal framework because he he was a, a person who was educated in law and. I think he was a practicing lawyer, but then he became an, a litigator and bureaucrat. And the, being a litigator and pu- bureaucrat, he figured some things that he could actually solve. And the guy who did the blog actually said that in his endeavors, he would, instead of complaining about how there are not enough structures built to help uh, the arts be prevalent, why not be the, the guy who legally can put funds aside to make the libraries or the educational spaces or the creative centers that would do this and it blew my mind because it was kind of genius like we the artists will always complain about how structures don't exist but maybe they need to become the bureaucrat in order for the structures to exist something we truly need to consider because even the outro of the guy talking about faust sorry i mean van goethe he said by doing so much for the culture and the creativity in his period in the Holy Roman Empire at the time and the greater Dutchland it better served time further in the future for for example the Goethe Institute in Nairobi that's the first place I got to have my artwork displayed when I was 19 years old side by side with all my comic book heroes sorry sorry, my my, uh, caricature and uh, political satire heroes all their work it was a competition they did when I finished high school and my art made it in and two drawings were there side by side with the greats Kam, Gado, Mado, all those guys and since then when the book was being launched Inks and Pixels, A History of Kenyan Comic Books since independence I was in the in the book, my name was on the wall when they were doing the launch and I got to autograph books in the same institute so Wolfgang van Goethe, wherever your spirit may be floating right now, thank you very much for what you did because it played a part in my life. It also is the spot where we used to have a lot of live performances as far as rap performances and rap launches and even when I was in my lowest, I still was able to have happy moments in that specific venue and it's also one space where I had my favorite Just A Band concert of all time. Now, when I came back from work in the evening yesterday, and yes, we're still on lazy mode. We didn't work. We just watched stuff. I was I came across this uh, clip that was also suggested on YouTube of uh, a breakdown of the episode or, or the show Billions. And Billions is basically the a, a show that has a rivalry between a straight a state prosecutor and a businessman who's clearly uh, doing dirty business to be a billionaire. So 
billions being the theme and everything and something that was constantly is constantly repeated on the show which i really need to go back to watching and something that's constantly repeated also uh throughout the thread of how the show plays is game theory and i decided let me touch on game theory and the the closest thing they say to what game theory is i forget the name of the mathematician that came up with the idea of the of game theory itself but uh, i think if you google it just game theory you'll find all the information you require to know and how it works but one scenario that is prevalent and i think it's also why i, I easily just gravitate towards that as far as to best explain it now game theory is like take a situation where you and your friend committed a crime or you and an acquaintance committed a crime and you're put in two different rooms now if one of you snitches on the other guy the guy who snitches may go home free and the other guy may take all all the years if you both decide not to snitch you may both serve uh, a short period of time or you will both serve no time at all depending on how things go because if they can't pin it on you if they have no evidence you're both going to be okay because you did not snitch if you both decide to snitch then you both get an equal term in prison and maybe if, if a good conduct you get out earlier but that's based upon the american prison system as far as the kenyan prison system i have i've never even been remanded so i wouldn't even know where to begin to explain that situation and none of my siblings has ever been remanded i mean the closest thing to people being remanded in any way shape or form was the 82 coup and what they did to my dad because he was in, he was in campus and we won't come back to that because we, we already gave the one-off episode that touched on politics we're not doing that again <laughs> so game theory based upon that particular touch and i was thinking about game theory in the sense of how we do everything every day and how i vet different situations and where to put more relevance and where to put more energies and sometimes game theory can also be formed in making a bidding war for a bigger paycheck or to see what kind of client you'd like to work with in the end after you've made your pitches and then you have a bidding war happening and see who's gonna succeed no matter what uh another example i'd probably say is i don't know what the name of the show was but there was a show where well i don't really think it was a show but i think it was a friend of mine who used to do shows who was telling me this alleged story that happened and it happened within one corridor and there were two companies trying to buy one company that is involved in media and communication the individual who made it possible for this meeting to happen had both people in two different offices and he was the guy who was walking this corridor him and whoever was his pa and the printers and the alleged story was this individual would walk into one room and say a number and say those and take that number to the other side but on the other side he'd inflate the number to a certain extent in order for him to be to make a, a degree of profit after the fact once everything was put on paper and everything so then he reached a point where both sides agreed plus his commission in the middle of all that job being done and after i think a couple of hours let's go with three hours or four hours thereafter the document was signed and as he jumped in his car drove off he had made himself 10 million shillings and this is alleged maybe he made more than 10 but from what i'm going to go with alleged and how i remember this story he made 10 million and that was his version of game theory as far as being in the trade business and being the in the in the space of entertainment and uh, entertainment business and communication as a whole and i looked at that and i said okay cool i i see where he's coming from and 
maybe it he was better served by doing so but let's look at my life scenarios and how my business acumen has been has been pushing me i mean the game theory would have been a good thing to actually debate based upon the last couple of days when i was debating if i was going to audition for something or not and i when the time ran out i realized that because i was constantly questioning if i should or if i shouldn't my whole thing is don't do it if there's going to be a potential for you to actually be approached to do the job then there'll be approached then but if they don't approach it's also fine it i put myself in a position where it was null and void and let the fate of what is to be done in the future dictate that so subconsciously i chose to not play the game and as a result i did not play the game because you'd rather have a bidding war for something than be a person who's hoping and dying that you're going to make it into a room that you've always wished to make it into and also if you're not strategic in whatever game that you may play then maybe don't play it at all because to go into a, a, a fight flat-footed is not the best way to look at things and i think game theory comes into question in, as far as that is concerned another part where game theory ties into the thing i was talking about when i was talking about van goethe and the book faust is the premise of the book faust is there's a man who's been very successful in what he does and then at some point because he realized his mortality is catching up with him this guy decided uh i'm gonna take a walk and as he's taking a walk he bumps into a character who we consider to be the devil and the devil offers him everything he wants in this world and everything he wants to succeed in the only thing he's going to cost him is his soul and by describing that particular tale the character also the character faust actually breaks down those things that he considers he would be able to succeed in doing and the things he would fail in doing he literally played the long game on a deal about selling his own soul I'm actually curious to find the story itself and actually read the story itself because maybe it would be even better informing to what I'm trying to do. And as far as being better informed, another thing that's actually really been helping with this whole idea of game theory and how it probably ties with game theory is this. As of the beginning of, I think, last month or, or towards the end of last month, I started listening to Stephen King audiobooks. And it was basically audio recordings of the Stephen King books. I've made it, I think I'm on the fifth book now because i've done i've done carry i've done salem's lot i've done Ra- i think it's, it's rage or i think it's called rage i'm not sure and i've done the shining and i'll tell you this the shining i get why sometimes books can't really be translated into film because what was there in the jack nicholson film back in the day was a very very small snippet and creative liberties taken of that book i know they did another version in 1997 i may look for it over the weekend we never know but i may look for it over the weekend but that book is way more interesting than anything that would be done in translation of the school of the craft way 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 more interesting i mean it's this disturbingly more interesting 50 plus chapters but you are sitting there and you're listening to this character danny and you're seeing what hearing what danny is going through i strongly suggest finding the book like i'm turning into a, a stephen king acolyte based upon this the other book that i'm actually that i started yesterday afternoon at work was um his series of short stories and some of the short stories are like a, a prequel to salem's lot and stuff and when i was listening to that and then 
my creative fever started flowing earlier in in the, the night that was that led up to this podcast i started thinking about some of the storybooks that, that i wanted to write and some of the ideas that i've always wanted to revisit and stephen king borrows from the area he grew up in and the, and the approximate towns to make his stories and his fictional spaces come to life i would like to reach a level where that actually works in my books because the book spawn um with one of the, i think the game theory champions uh todd mcfarlane is a story of a man who sells his soul in order to be the, the leader of the devil's army but he goes rogue and becomes a superhero but with hellish powers and the characters in the book are actually named after people in his actual life his best friend's name is the name of the lead character his wife's name is the name of of the of the of the wife to the lead character sorry the ex-wife because he was deceased his widow sorry his widow and the 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 child of of his of his of his wife his widowed wife is the name of the of his first daughter and i look at that and him he took life and just added sprinkles of it things he doesn't like he made those characters villains inside the story and actually punished them the way he wished to punish them and when i look at that i mean the creative independence you could take or the liberties you would take with making these kind of stories come to life is so tremendously huge and it literally started sticking with me because i was starting to ask myself how far could i go with the stories i have and let's not forget before i took my I think it was my sec- my first hiatus from doing the, the, the my second hiatus before from doing the podcast. I had started being curious about how to make stories in the four-tier breakdown of how stories should go, and I'm 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 slowly learning how to craft those. And I'm even like even before I. I got up to sit down and make this podcast i'm i'm really considering paying for a masterclass because i saw the youtube ad and i'm like you know what maybe i should pay for a masterclass because neil gaiman's mind i haven't read any of his books outside of the eternals i I read the eternals that he wrote i haven't read sandman because i think the visual appeal of the artist what actually was really bugging me i mean the eternals was drawn by one of my favorite illustrators john remita jr so it was easy for me to even buy the hard copy of that book and actually just deep dive and neil gaiman's writing is really really dope on that so a, a class on him talking about writing would be really great and also there's a, a time on a, on, the, on a previous podcast i talked about how he looked at alan moore and how alan moore the iconic writer who i think is he's, he's retiring later this year after the last book he releases who knows uh, he, he he looked at how that individual wrote and how he would take a story that exists and give it an even better life than mimicking that which existed from the american side of things and it's also something i feel kind of and i know i'm probably forcing it kind of plays back to game theory because based upon the present dilemma let me, let me let's talk about the comic book industry or the beginnings of a comic book industry and how i'd go about the way the thing is supposed to go so say myself and another comic book uh, writer and author are debating if we're going to put a book out or not right individually as our own independent companies now if we both say we want to tell a superhero story and then we double down and make a superhero story that is very close to conversations we've had with each other then the market suffers because we may or may not sell as well as we'd like to and as a result it's a lose-lose or it's just a struggle or maybe the story that we'd like to write we could both put it together and then release it to the market so it's a win-win in the sense of like we don't make the big money but we both get a stake in the story that actually comes out thereafter or we could decide to both 
just shoot each other in the foot and not have the book happen so there's no industry that is born or no industry that is actually bettered by the idea of us putting these ideas out there and trying to make a life for ourselves based upon idea writing so based upon that alone the debate becomes am i working to my advantage or to the collective advantage because another thing i i, I checked out about game theory is what was an explanation by i think it's the same team that does uh crash course still on youtube and they were talking about how there's some people who take the game theory angle and try to do it with a community-based form of thinking where everybody gets to succeed and everybody gets to thrive and there's some people who do it with more of like cutthroat and it's corporate as hell so you somebody has to fall for you to really climb and you must pick that particular position in the, in your business acumen and in your life acumen and i for one do not try give karma ammunition because i think that chick would just mess things up for me for me and myself and i and we're not in the business of trying to make ourselves get shot in the foot and I am not about to begin to give her that much breathing space so that she could have an upper hand on me because my subconscious is why I don't do certain things. It's why I don't carry myself in a certain way and it's also why I probably have chosen to be content with the farthest I've gone so far in my in my journey because I also am a journeyman. I've said it in countless podcasts before and I'll say it again now. I like and love the journey more than getting to the finish line. And when I get to the finish line, I'd love to be fulfilled and completely happy. And I think the reason why I was having so many breakdowns in the recent past is because I didn't get to the finish line and everything was in limbo and limbo affects me. Like you, you like I've always said on this podcast, I like I like declared friends and declared enemies because everything is fine cut. But then you can't have the same theory as far as affections. Marinate on that for a second. I'm still running my mind through it, and even when I was being explained to how to deal with interactions and how to calm myself and how to better myself, jumping in the defensive has always been something I've done, or from off rip, and I think to reach a point where i change that dynamic is going to be of even greater value to not only me but the people who get to, to interact with me and get to really kick it with me and um, yeah so i know i very very vaguely touched on the idea of game theory and how the game of life and the game of everything that comes with it and people say it's a game because in depending on what you're trying to do career-wise and and uh, with with your passions a game must be played because for you to have actually have the happiness you intend to have you have to play a certain game because there's people who probably will use the game as a way of having obstacles before you and bar you from getting any further in your life and seeing as i'd like to uh, be crucified as a person who takes every attempt to make creative contributions in the world let me be the first to say i am trying to borrow as much as i can from johann wolfgang van goethe and hopefully I'll be able to change the dynamic of his life because as far as his legacy is concerned, his work was his legacy. And the, the, the man in me would like to have that legacy enjoyed by someone because why am I working so hard if not to pass it to someone else? Be it my nephews and nieces or be it to whatever spawn the, the, the heavens decide to grant me. Marinate on that as well, I'm just saying. And I don't know if you can tell, but I'm happy that these kind of ideas have been swirling in my head for the last four hours and even though it came at the cost of no sleep i think i'll sleep way better tonight because this feels really really energized and good 
well with that being said i'm gonna take time to now put the notes together for everything that was swirling in my head i didn't want to take voice notes or recording or or, or record it on, on on notepad on the phone before i woke up because i felt like maybe i should give it more time to swirl in my head and then to weed out the chaff before i actually start writing the notes down and making the sketches but i do have enough things that came up which are more or less written in stone those i'm going to put down right now and whichever uh, however much time it takes for me to actually put that story together i will do it because even when uh i was checking out the, the whole thing about faust the idea of the book he had been debating it since he was 17 and he wrote the book when he, was, he finished writing the book i think before he passed away in his 80s and great works will outlive everything because this guy was there during when when Deutschland hasn't even become Germany yet so since the days when it was just warring provinces debating the Holy Roman Empire before even the Jesuits became a thing trust and believe I'm glad I'm marinating on this and unlike most people who write their journals I'm glad I'm recording my journals because you get to have a take of what it was like to be awake and sleep deprived in 2019 whichever year you'll be listening to this podcast because I know the internet is to be eternal so let it be heard or for those of you guys that think about area 51 maybe play them this clip and maybe they'll decide to come area 51 will not be the place they land they'll probably land in nairobi i'm just saying the aliens know what's up <laughs> say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all god bless be good and until tomorrow's episode oh no